Podcast, the show where we get beyond all the basic and vague nonsense to talk deep, business, life, you, better, stronger, faster. I'm your host, Nicholas McGill, and I'm here to share with you the various insights, systems, and engines of growth to get you mission ready for life. So here we go deep, substantive, and seek to kind of bunker bust the noise that you hear everywhere else. So if you prefer to keep it vanilla and frosting on the surface, then you're in the wrong podcast, my friend. Little housekeeping note, trying something new on the show. I'm recording episodes via video as well. So if you want to see me rustle papers, stare at my screen blankly, and uh, hopefully have some cool visuals for uh, different topics, you can do that on the videos. You can find them all at our website at getheroic.com. And for all you newcomers, we spell that... Uh, heroic, H-E-R-O-I-K, as in kick-ass. Anyway, you can check it all out at getheroic.com. Now, I've been away for a while working on a few projects, and I apologize for the episode gap, and uh, today I'm going to address what caused that. And there are a few insights I arrived at a while back that will kind of sound intuitive and natural to to some, but they really uh, caused me to pause and unplug and reflect on how I was doing things, what I was doing, all of that. But they led me to face an important problem, and that problem is a new fact of life. We've become an always-on society, a society that is perpetually plugged in to a largely artificial, noisy, and modern mess. And in all that, the chaos and everything that comes with it, all that noise, I saw not only the problem, but I also saw a new possibility. And that is to cultivate a new discipline and an important life skill and habit Hell, maybe it'll even become a movement. And I'm working on a new book about it that I'd like to share with you guys. But before we talk about it, I want to bring your attention to the four insights surrounding this problem that I'm talking about. Uh, Number one is that we already live in an augmented reality that is pretty sad if you think about it. Uh, Day-to-day life is already augmented. What do I mean by that? Well... Uh, We're constantly connected and skewing the real world of experience that each of us has uh, via our nearby screens. And so in that way, you know, our our realities are already augmented by our screens and connections that they have. Number two, the social networking model that we've been relying on for the past decade isn't really working out. And, And the jury is in on this one. At least it's not working for our growth or betterment. Um, All those connections, friends, and followers we have are not as meaningful as real-life relationships, it turns out. Now, you've probably felt this, you've dealt with the anxiety, the sarcasm, and everything that comes with it, but you don't often hear about it in a commercial sense because so many organizations and marketers depend on social media to make a living. And the reality is that more and more people are signing out and disengaging than ever before. They're fragmenting back to private groups and channels and new mediums that are more focused on on their interests and people they can trust and be open with. Now, we'll dive into this topic in future episodes, but for now, just remember that I'm saying, big point here, social networking model as it exists isn't working. Third point here is, you know what? The feed mechanism in particular, the, the particular way that we look at updates, that feed, it doesn't feed us. At least in a connective way we, we hoped for, right? It, it's accelerated and made it far easier than any time in history to become addicted to anxiety, creating all this mess fed by triggers delivered via the feed. So with an endless supply of triggers, 
constantly supplied to us in our various feeds. It makes it easier than ever before to play a victim to life in general. And I don't know about you, but I want to live in abundance and enjoy it. And I've never met a rich victim, right? Something to think about. So I knew that the life of self-sabotage and victimization that you're seeing so many play out via social media is not the life that I want for me or my loved ones. Now, my fourth point here is that anxiety and depression aren't really happening to anyone. People are opting in and choosing it every day by using the web and media in the way that they, they particularly do. In a word, they're basically mindlessly guzzling whatever the feed flows to them, right? So these four insights, all of them are part of the same problem, which is basically we live in an always-on, connected culture, and we really haven't figured out how to thrive in healthy ways. There are countless ways that we fake it. There are countless ways that we try to monetize it. There are countless ways that people try to scam it. Sure, and they make some money. Sure, there's people who make plenty of money, but do they really thrive at a holistic societal level? No. I think we can agree that as of yet, that's not really happening. And this is pervasive in so many behaviors of business and life. That's what makes it such a good topic. It's propping up the quest and addiction to vanity metrics, people prostituting themselves for likes and followers, and you know all the many people out there, probably some of you listening, who are trying to be an influencer, all of those things. All of these things I never want my family, myself, my wife, or my daughter to be inspired to do. I don't want them to do, repeat those behaviors. And that's kind of... That little observation took me on quite a journey that caused me to unplug from everything, including taking a break from this podcast. Because a little bit ago, my wife and I decided to have a child, and and it sent me on this reflective journey about all the things I need to do as a man, um, as a provider, as a husband, as a potential father, to be ready and, and to deliver and guide and lead a family. And so it really caused me to take a look and take stock of what I was doing, how I was engaging in business and in media and relationships and especially at the digital layer. And so I had to ask myself, is, is what I'm doing now healthy for me? Is it working for the business really? Is it adding equity to the business? And is it the behaviors I'm doing, are, are these behaviors that I want my future child to do? And what I mean by that is at the time, this was a few years back, Um, when I was pondering all of this stuff and really took a break was, man, everybody was whoring for likes. Everybody's trying to build a following. Everybody's taking constant selfies, all of it. You know the noise. You know the drill. And, you know, as I'm recording this now, my daughter's almost five months old. And as I look at the many, many women and men on Instagram, I ask myself, you know, is this the behavior that I want for my daughter? And the answer is hell no. I don't want it. So in that hell no answer, I absolutely knew that I had to lead in a new way. And uh, the nature of the business that I'm in, you can't just quit cold turkey, live in a cave, crap in a bucket, and and use a candle for light. That's not realistic. And that's not what I'm going to be talking about in terms of the solution or the new opportunity. But I, I did begin to realize just how messed up things were in terms of the motivations, metrics, the focus, not just in my life, but the turmoil of society and how people connect or fail to connect to one another. But it's a fact of life. We've become this always-on society, and it's very noisy, and it's a modern mess. And, and the Internet is already out there augmenting every real-world experience we have. Wherever there's reception, there it is. So as a result, we've paid less attention to the real world 
and less attention to communicating effectively in it. And we've become more emotionally fragile than ever before, more emotionally immature than ever before, easy to offend, easy to depress as well. Right. And, you know, in the in the business terms, there are generations, multiple generations now of entrepreneurs that are lying to themselves about their activities and behaviors. And they're also lying to their audiences and their customers about the value that they're creating via the web and social media. For example, I am not an internet celebrity. I build things for a living. I build solutions. I actually implement things. I don't just talk. I'm not trying to be the most popular man in the world. I like having interesting conversations and solving interesting problems for people who want to dominate their market. But how do we face this problem? How do, how do you look at it? How did I face this problem originally? Well, if you notice by the silent cricket noise you probably heard for I don't know how many months via this podcast, uh, I did not handle this problem well. I didn't call my congressman. I didn't start ranting and raving on the internet uh, in many places at least. I basically went dark. I went completely blackout status and hid by deep diving into client work and, and trying to stay away from the spotlight while paying careful attention to what's going on in the social media scene and the hype, the selfie culture, the outrage culture we're playing out in real communities. And I did what many did too. You know, I did rattle my own cage and shout, in, in rage, but ultimately I stayed stuck for a while at first. But at some point, at some point in my little retreat, uh, in, in making the observations that I did, I saw a new possibility. I saw a new healthy discipline that I and others desperately needed to cultivate. And that discipline is what I'm going to talk to you today about. It's called off mode. Or for those of you on, you know, Instagram, hashtag off mode, if you will. Oops, that's the wrong scene. The, uh, the basic idea is that since we live in a society that is always on by default, we can turn down, turn off, or notch down um, what's going on in our lives so that we can focus more on the real world. So we can turn off the noise and turn on the real world. That's the notion. We need to master the art of mindful unplugs and strategic disconnects. And that's what off-mode allows us to do. It allows us to think for ourselves, reflect, restore, and rejuvenate our connections to ourselves and our own humanity. So I knew this notion of, uh, or solution, the answer, that the possibility started with me and I had to lead it. I had to let go of the old ways of how I was using media and, and uh specifically social media, obviously, in the web, um, because I'm just as guilty as anybody about how I use it. And if your default mode is always on, always connected, then it, if, if that's the default, it doesn't take a discipline to connect, to reach into your pocket and grab your phone and, and see what's going on. That, that doesn't require a disciplined habit or some willpower. We do it automatically, unconsciously. Shoot, if we even took our phones away from each other, we'll get phantom phantom vibration signaling, thinking that we have messages when we don't. But it becomes a discipline to turn things off, to turn things down, to limit noise, and to create little white spaces in your life so that you can think and reflect or just enjoy. Don't worry. Again, I'm not a purist. I'm not saying that you should live in a cave with a candle, crap in a bucket, and, you know, be a vegan. Um, no offense to vegans. 
But off mode is really about creating mindful disconnects to create more white space in your life, more room to grow, more room to get into root into your real life, to ponder, to reflect, and to create and connect in meaningful ways. So armed with this new, uh, this new healthy habit, I'm back. Right? I'm social yet refined. I'm not gallivanting around trying to prostitute myself for likes or addicted to the feed or clamoring about some fake engagement metrics to clients, nor do I allow any of that feed or any of those anxiety metrics to trigger me as often. I make my connections a little bit more mindfully when I'm on mode, in on mode. Uh, and more importantly, I celebrate my mindful disconnects and announce them to the world. It's basically, brag about the fact when you actually disconnect and tune in to the real world. That is the shift that I'm recommending. That is the opportunity here. And it's really easy to do because I'm not asking anybody to really um, start a new habit other than to call attention to those mindful disconnects, those strategic disconnects, those strategic unplugs, right? That's, that's what off mode's all about. So the question is, you know, is this relevant in your life? I mean, I think so, but you know, you, maybe you should ask yourself a few questions to be sure, right? Is, is your current consumption habit, your media consumption habit, adding to your growth and abundance in terms of your physical, spiritual, social, and mental realm? You know, are you getting a positive return for all of the activity that you're using a screen to, to do? I'm not saying that that's not possible, but it's it's worth taking stock and knowing what the the facts are. What are what's the facts? That what are the facts of your digital habit right now? Are you making gains? Or are you suffering from net losses? Are you struggling with anxiety, depression, and lackluster results in business? Are you feeling lonely constantly? You know, are you regularly engaging with people you enjoy and get to see face to face? So, are your digital interactions enriching your face to face interactions? Or are you merely affiliated but just ignoring all of the people you're connected to, right? Are you passive? Another question here is, is your media habit creating lasting equity in your business that would matter to someone interested in buying it? This is key because this is a little different. I didn't say, are you creating lasting equity in your own opinion? No. If someone's going to come up and interested in buying your company right now, and they looked at all of your likes and all of your following, are, are you really creating lasting equity? And because I can tell you on the other side of that deal with somebody looking at that, their number one question with somebody who's gonna acquire you as a business or as an influencer, maybe buy your social media account, whatever you wanna call it, they're gonna be looking at a really a very basic driver, which is can you get all of those followers to do what you ask or recommend? And the answer, is for the most part, no. Most influencers can't. It doesn't matter how many followers you have. That's why the major agencies have pulled out. Hate to disappoint all the influencers out, but I'm not going to live a fake life and I'm not going to recommend that other people do either. Because if the equity you create is fleeting because it's dependent upon, because it's dependent upon people believing in you know, the BS influencer metrics, or the platforms on which they're created, you might have a problem. That might not be lasting equity because we don't know if everybody's going to live on Instagram for the next 10 years. So why would I pay you a million bucks for something that's only going to be around for six months? The only reason to evaluate it that way is if I can capitalize on it, I can make money with that. 
So the, that, that question is really meaningful in business. Are you creating lasting equity in your business? Or are you commoditizing your personal stories, your humanity, your life for fake friends, fake internet points, and destroying the substantive value you have in the process? And finally, here's a really, this is the check-in that kind of killed me. Would you want your kids, your nephews, your nieces, your friends' kids to operate the way you do? And by that, I mean, are you sitting in an Uber, lost in Snapchat, chat, making duck faces while you have a, a, you know, having a dead-end gig or running webcams for cash like a lot of people do and, and keep it a secret to everybody but the Internet? Is this the life that you want for the, the, the children in your life? Because all of us are influencers, all of us are, are leaders. And so if the answer to all of these questions is a series of resounding no's, then it's high time you join me and stop glamorizing the fake life and start leading a more meaningful one. And it's as simple as celebrating your return to the real world and your meaningful disconnects from the fake one. So this is, this is what hashtag off mode's all about. And this is where things get real because this is your legacy. This is everyone's legacy. Everyone can participate in this. This is your leadership challenge. This is your adulting mission. Are you learning how to communicate more authentically in how you engage in the digital realm? Or are you just hiding from yourself and others, sedated, suppressed, and struggling behind your screen? Now, if you look at all the memes and everything that travels on the internet, people are struggling with a lot of anxiety and depression, and I get it. There's a lot of problems out there. But this addiction, this habit, isn't helping you solve any of them. It's just helping you hide and suffer while you hide. So here's the door, the easy button, because I don't want you to uproot and, and flip your life upside down. I, I, you know, I want to share with you a simple discipline that you can be proud of, a positive movement that, that you can really lead. And it's a simple art of off mode. Maybe your off mode begins with like a hashtag and a defiant gap in activity in your feed, just a photo of a gone fishing sign. It's kind of what it was for me. I unplugged. That was the first moment of defiance and I disconnected for a long time. I'm not saying that's what everybody has to do, but you know, every time you're out of a network, you're out of signal, you have no reception, every time airplane mode is on and your eyes are up in the world around you, take a mental note. Take a moment and describe just for yourself your own experience to yourself. Start keeping a journal for yourself. That's, that's the power of taking time to have a little bit more off mode and get into that off mode habit. If you are so compelled to document everything that you do and share it with the world, take a photo of other people doing something for a change. Show what you see, show what's going on instead of just you. Don't rob the world of the context of the story that you want to tell. Every escape from tech you might take, maybe you go grab some books, visit a museum, hit the zoo, anything in the real world, make these your new anthems and albums. Share more substance in these moments and less noise. Every meditation, every yoga session and so on, all of them, every private moment, every journal entry that you don't share, you can go back online later and reference these and remind the world of all the joys found in these off modes right? Those off-mode sessions. So again, off-mode 
isn't about a cold tur- turkey retreat from all tech or stop documenting your life or stop participating in social media. That's not the point. It's about starting to lead your life abundantly with substance and calling attention to more of the things that matter and serve you, right? So in, in the spirit of the heroic mantra, Mission Ready for Life, I believe off-mode, you know, now in the future is an essential life skill for any growth journey. I've got a book coming up uh, on the topic by the same name called Off Mode, and you can keep up with my work and uh, check it out. Get on the list. Get on the pre-order list. Maybe I'll send free copies out, um, and you can get notified when it drops at www.getheroic.com forward slash off mode. We'll talk more about this subject and related topics in future episodes. But for now, just ask yourself, what is just one easy way you can take a break, tune out, unplug? And celebrate your own off mode. What can you do? So as a parting message, I get asked a lot from fans, who the hell am I and what do I do? Uh, what does heroic do? And here it is in a nutshell. Uh, I'm, uh, my name is Nicholas McGill. I'm the founder of a company called Heroic Media. We work with established owners to build growth engines for business from thought to profit. So if you're interested in more of what we do, getting into the nuts and bolts, or you want a free assessment to learn about how we can make you and your organization grow, visit our website at getheroic.com. That's G-E-T-H-E-R-O-I-K.com. That's all for this episode. Uh, I'm I'm so happy to be back. I can't wait to hear from you all. Um, Have a great day.